rockin' beat Like a face in with the face so not to be like that. 
from Busta, mm. Tame Impala. The thing that I wanted to mention is I don't normally get too technical, too acapella, mixy, creative, but I got one of the best DJs I've ever been around, great friend, and I was like, shit, I'm going to do the acapella <laughs> nasty over Tame Impala, and she knows I do have this genius oh, where I can hear something, and I'm like, wait, let me try it out, and then I do, you know I have that. You'll it watch me, and I'm good. like, hold I, up, hold up. I should have got some footage of that, but you know, the, the DJ in me was coming out, and I was like, I just got to watch And that. then I said, just hold this one, I have the original in the acapella, <laughs> and then I grabbed it from her and put it back on. You guys don't understand. I think we need to be like, I feel like what Girl Talk does yeah. with this pre-programmed, keyed out stuff, I can do in my brain and I can hear it and then I can put it together as I'm going. So yeah, it's a lot of stuff. You gotta be like part schizophrenic to be a DJ. <laughs> you just hear shit all the time. I should be like Bundy X is what you're telling me? <laughs> what did you want to play next? What are you feeling? Man. You ha I see Flying Lotus on the floor. I feel like you should play some rock. Yeah. I know that you have... Uh, yeah, got, it'll change the mood. We're going to do rock, and okay. I think we should get into some blues and soul. Okay. I think we should switch it up. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do. Nah, nah. I got some rock. I know some well, rock. Well, hold on. So I was going to ask you, uh, where do you see... We'll start with this question. When you started DJing, what did you want to do? What were what was your visual... Like, I'll start from the time I met you. Like, what were you thinking was going to happen or you wanted to try out before you learned that Colorado Springs is a really hard place <laughs> to get into? So my whole goal with DJing, like, like I said, I was a producer first. So I really just wanted to play the music that I made, like make remixes, edits, or stuff you never heard before and just slip it into something. That way you would just, I just wanted people to hear my music. And as a producer who's not like super close with a rap group, um, I thought that becoming a DJ would be a shorter route than, you know, having to, I don't know, search out rappers that I would like. What did you listen to growing up? Like tens, teens. Teens. Yeah. So like 10 to 18. What was like the first things you remember listening to that you liked oh, to put on? 
So I remember the very first CD um, I was given money to go buy. My, My first CD was Backstreet Boys. Oh. Bought, it, bought it in Japan. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? So the very first CD I bought was uh, Pharrell's old group. The N-E-R-D. Neptunes. Yeah, N-E-R-D. Oh, Nerd? Yeah. Oh, well, the Neptunes and Nerd. I mean, I mean come it's on. the same, same, And I will right? say, I'm a Beck fan. Yeah. His latest album sucks, and it was produced mm. by Pharrell. I don't think that Beck should have Pharrell on it. I'm sorry. That's like saying that Beyonce was produced by Stevie Ray Vaughan, and yeah, I don't like that's, it. Yeah, that's just two different flavors. So what did you get? So I got Fly or Die. Okay. And I remember, because my stepdad was like, hey, hey, here's like 20 bucks. Go pick out I an album. I just found out your new name. I'm sorry. It's D6 Mafia. Oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry to cut you off, but it just hit me. D6 Mafia. So my stepdad was, uh, he, he went out and he got uh, Mr. Big's album, Ron Isley. And I came back with this and he put, he pops it in, listens to the first track. And he was like, no, get out of here with that. You could keep this. And I loved it. So that was the first time my music taste got shot down. <laughs> when did you start getting into electronic music? Because I know you were a little bit more hip and I was a little bit more hop. You know... To be honest, for me, uh, electronic music was kind of always there, but I didn't really, really get into it. Like, start looking people up probably until like 2010. Yeah, so after Deadmau5, after Skrillex, after Wolfgang Gartner, after Complexo, you started like halfway through Complexo. Right. So when it was okay to like dubstep, because that's when it kind of dubstep was got into the mainstream. Yeah, it wasn't because it wasn't so confusing and drug oriented. It was like it was different and it was out there. Right. something we had never heard but before that like around to be honest around black people if you listen to electronic music before the 2010s you were a weirdo well i used to download music at the computer lab onto a floppy disk yep i would go to the computer lab and you know what a floppy disk held like five five megs six megs so i could get like two songs i would take the floppy disk the disc back to the house then it would burn a cd and you i don't know if i've ever shown you like my cd books in the closet but they're all numbered and you go through them and you have to handwrite on each single one of them what the songs are on there i remember that so i remember numbers i was like play two play 10 23 18 like those are the hotness and i would star it with a red marker Mm. write it down or circle it you know now the the thumb drive you remember when i was the latest on that i was like i'm not doing that i'm cds to win the global dance festival playing cds against everybody else on thumb drives and all that that was like when i was like i think i um i need to move forward here i started downloading music on like limewire and shit dude limewire morpheus yeah yeah giving giving my computer all of the viruses giving it your computer herpes simplex one two three four (laughs) five six seven eight nine ten Herpacephalitis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that uh, I wasn't doing online banking then because my computer ooh, was so sick. Ooh, I think everybody's was sick. Like, what was security back then? It wasn't Norton <laughs> or McAfee. So where do you see, what do you want to do now that you're progressing? Um, also, she's recently engaged. Congratulations. Yeah, she's moving you. forward on so many different things. I know, right? She's got to move out of the state here within the next half of the year. She's mm-hmm. got a lot going on. But what do you see yourself doing? Um, maybe what interests you? What do you want to refine? What do you want to let go of? So this year, really, because of COVID and everything, I had an opportunity to, I guess, reflect on what it is I wanted to do. And I wanted to be back in a producer world. So I started my own business with that. I got my own publishing uh, company. And 
for like probably next two three years i'm really just gonna grind that out just put out cool stuff you know stuff we were already doing and not getting paid for but now getting paid for it i remember talking to you on the phone yesterday before i swindled you to come down here um you said you miss producing and you know what i haven't heard that from one person no not one person that i know personally that's like you know what i just miss I'd rather not DJ, I'd rather make beats. And that, like I said earlier about producer DJ, yeah, you learn how to DJ. You've done a good job, you've gotten a lot better. But producing for you, that's your fine, your finite tune, that's you, that's what you do. And it doesn't necessarily mean that she's killing it in one genre, but you're really good at, at, at diversifying. And because of your roots and the things that you like, hip hop and stuff, you know, I remember when we were making tracks together, you can see I have the house mentality. Oh, yeah. You've got the hip hop mentality. You know, I was like, no, it has to be this format with these, like the rhythmically yeah. this. And you're like, no, just make it this. I'm like, no, no, this isn't hip hop. You know, but you, you've you branched so much. I mean, you've, you've, you've really got way more social media presence. Uh, it's a shame that none of us can get the followers that we want or organically but we try our best but i mean you've done everything from trap what was that first song wolves what was that yeah that was future bass i couldn't even put that stuff up because of uh it's a kanye west remix and you know he's got his shit copied we could sue you but he'll get like uh, a little piece of your hair but you know what hopefully he'll be fighting to you know let me keep it up since he's doing all that sh- that shit with his uh his record or his record contracts now. <laughs> got <laughs> like, a lot going on. Too. Got a lot going on. Yeah, fight for yeah, me so too. So I remember man. that. I remember when I remastered it. I mean, I know a lot about how to make it sound good. I can't tell you why. We were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell you X, Y, and Z. You know, when you watch a lot of videos, like, well, this and that for the serendipitous for the, the so you do this and you inflate this and you move that and you you know. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I can just tell you that when it sounds wrong, this is what you do to correct that right i work oddly through my ears i mean that's what you it's did all too about. but yeah. you have way more knowledge about the book stuff yeah now yeah compared to when i first met you oh, so yeah. what do you want to do now now that you can produce trap hip-hop future house experimental and just sounds you can just engineer sounds and that's really cool i mean yeah. i applaud you for that oh thank you um Man, I I honestly want to do it all. I've been studying up on, you know, who needs music, which, if you didn't know everyone. uh, My grandma needs music, hit her up too. (laughs) But I want to be able to make a little bit of everything. Um, Like, I want to make music for not only myself as an artist, but, uh, you know, like background music, maybe score movies or... I think that on that topic... Yeah. I think that scoring a movie is seems really, really difficult. And let me just explain, because I am a movie nerd. Yeah. I am retarded with movies, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. I feel like, because when they get the movie, it's just the the, the dialogue and, the, and little bits. They mm-hmm. don't have all the sound effects and everything. So you have to watch it, and then you have to decide keys, chords, moods, feelings, and you have to do that as you're going along. And I right. think that that's something that's very, like Hans Zimmer, you know, Danny Elfman, mm. really talented people that can just put out stuff right. and score a movie. I think that that's even harder because it's not what you want. Right. It's what you're seeing and how you're reacting to it. And then you have to be able to take that mind and apply it to music and make it a thing. You know, I really applaud, I, I hate to say it, but 
I'm a Nine Inch Nails fan. I'm hardcore. But you know what? <laughs> he has scored so many movies and won so many awards. You know what he's doing? His first Pixar movie. Trent Reznor mm. doing a Pixar movie. Yeah. That tells you that he's learned a lot since 1988, 89, when Pretty Hate Machine came out all the way to now. So I think that scoring, if you could get into that. Oh, yeah. It, that You know, my favorites, Vangelis, they did Chariots of Fire. Mm. I mean, he... Vangelis did a lot of like really pivotal soundtracks. Blade Runner. When you look at stuff now, like Junkie XL, you ask, what is this compilation? Junkie XL did the soundtrack for the Mad Max Road to Fury movie and won. So I always I always think that's interesting because uh, like with with movies and stuff. So movies and I, I studied film a little bit, but there's so much that goes into the movie and then picking the right song mood chords and all that like you just said like that's not on their mind so they got to bring they got to bring in someone else to come in and do all that stuff but I think it's real interesting to learn who's doing what because I look at that in the hip-hop world like there's a there's no 50 cent the game I don't know hold uh, on Eric B and Rakim soundtracks the RZA Oh, RZA, oh. Sure. well, you you gotta look a little bit deeper because uh, you there's a rapper named Pusha T, right? Just he kind of just raps about drugs, you know, whatever. Okay. But he he also came up with the McDonald's ba da ba ba ba. He came up with that jingle. Oh well, he doesn't have to rap ever again. Oh, that's that's the sad part, man. <laughs> he he took the upfront money. He doesn't get royalties on that shit. They're like. 300,000. You're like, damn, yeah, that sounds good. And then you're like, <laughs> shit, I could have made like five mil on that. Right, yeah. right. And then, uh, or charged 0.1% of every hamburger sold. You know, McDonald's. Right. 500 bazillion, gazillion hamburgers sold. <laughs> like, man, he wouldn't have to rap it ever again. But then, you know, you got people like Pharrell, who we already mentioned, part of the Neptunes and Nerd. He, um, do you, you like know, the Neptunes, by I the do. way? That I album, love, that one oh, album? Yeah. yeah. They're just so Spy over Detect the place. is posted. Did you see? And he's like, got this album on vinyl. It's been oh, really no, important. I didn't see that. I did see it. I mean, okay. we can talk local DJs. I love Spy Detect. Yeah. Oh. I remember watching him at Blondie's. You know, you have some I met few him, favorites. I met him once, but the people I hung around at the time, they always talked talked about him. Yeah. So I, I don't know him as well. I met him once, and he's, he, he I mean, I could see him with that crew. Sure. But he's super nice, super, um, what was the word? Um, I wouldn't, not humble, but just very gracious. Like, I was just there watching him, and he's like, oh, thanks for coming, thanks for coming. Yeah, well, he was bro, like, I'm just sitting there watching you. So we're still <laughs> on the same topic. That's another thing. We'll talk about local DJs in a second. So where you see yourself, you said soundtracks, you said, what, like, things that you're open to that you think would be, I don't want to say profitable, but honestly, guys, we don't do this for free. And yeah. nobody, if you're good at it, don't do it for free. We know this, and there's different avenues now after 2020 with everything going on. You know, see what mm -hmm. I'm doing here, branching out. Everyone's branching out. Virtual Ooh, streams to. are not where it's at. You know, tap into your inner roots, your inner soul, figure out what you want to do, right. how you can kind of do it differently. You know, it's never going to be the same, and it might be. I right. mean, I don't know everything, but that's going to be when I'm mid-30s, late-30s. That's okay. That's different, though. At least, you found, at least you found your way. Some people some people go all their life, and they don't find their shit. But, um, yeah, I want to, like, I want to make music for any and everything, for, like, movies, for video games. I've been reading up on what it takes to make a track for a video game. Do you have a favorite video game soundtrack? Because I, I know mine. Oh. But I'm biased. Favorite? Like, or somebody you know uh, that doesn't. Mine is going to be Quake, Nine Inch Nails. 
When you play Doom, <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. You know what? Doom That's why it gets you the like, The one God, that just damn. came out, that yeah. one was really good, man. Fucking that music gets me. Nails. Trent oh Reznor is like, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. I remember, uh, was it Tony Hawk Pro Skater? I think I played two, two and three. Dude, those, those soundtracks, Tony Hawk and Twisted Metal. Those soundtracks, oh, yeah. and you got them Twisted in the little the cardboard was, yeah. sleeve where it just slid out the yeah. CD. Those things had it going Those on. Those were good. Power I, Man, you had all that. A lot of hip hop from Tony Hawk that that like came before my time. I think I learned of Q-Tip from uh, from Tony Hawk. I feel bad when I learn about things like because there's always somebody older that's gonna cringe like you heard about it that way, and I'm like, you know what? At least I heard it. All right, old people, ready? <laughs> you guys only know about your music, and you stopped listening further for new stuff because mm-hmm. you settled with what you thought was the best, and it might be golden for a reason. Yeah. But new music comes out all the time, and there's plenty to listen to. You just have to look. Right. You have to go out there. It's not like so, dating. Don't be going out there looking for love. Don't be so critical. Love finds too. you, but music, you find it. Right. Music doesn't find you. Right. You have to go out there and look and listen and try and buy something. You know, back in the day, buying CDs. You know how many CDs I bought just because they looked good and I gave them a shot and I was like this is fucking garbage cover art matters this is garbage yes it does and you look at it and you're like this looks indie right or this looks weird or hip hop I like the colors indie hip hop you're like oh I'm really into this I'm gonna try and then you found a great album and then you found like I would say two out of ten yeah I was like oh well it was $15.99 you know remember back in the day when you had Sam Goody and Media Play and they had that oh. white case that went like this around it. <laughs> and then it had that thing on the bottom so you couldn't steal it because people were oh. so about stealing CDs. You couldn't even open it. Nope. I didn't they had to have the key at the, the register and you had to hold it. And uh, it was like this length. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's different. That's something we know about. You know, Gen Z, not so much. That's fine. I remember on last episode, I broke protocol. I let Tim from Earth Big. Mm-hmm. Really nice to have him. Cool to have somebody that's owned a record store and his family for 29 years. Ooh. I let him play CDs. It was weird because I said it's an all vinyl thing. He goes, well, I don't have vinyl. I said, you own a vinyl store and you don't have vinyl? He goes, no, I'm a simple man. No. Well, CDs, you know, I got an old, I got a 2004 car. I don't need to have all that stuff. And I appreciate people that don't need to be defined by that. Yeah. So he's got CDs. He's playing it. I let him put it on the last show. I, I heard a lot of stuff. But the one thing that stuck with me that he said was a lot of the great stuff was only on CD. It wasn't pressed on vinyl. Mm. And it was during that time between 2000 and 2010 where it was like it hit or miss about what you could find. That's why you get reissues, record store day, music on vinyl. Uh, when they repress stuff for the first time yeah. or, or they, I'm sorry, they do it for the first time or they repress it from a long time ago. You know, and and he had a point when he said we had the most sales in the last year. And I said, well, it's making a comeback. And he said, you know what? Vinyl's always been here, guys. 29 years, we've been selling records. He goes, the popularity is up. Yeah. That which is old will be new again. Yeah. And I really appreciate yeah. the things that he said. Another thing that really stuck with me that he said that his dad had mentioned before he died, he said, audiophiles use records to listen to their stereos. And I really appreciated that when he was talking about how they had this huge system and his dad had this, he had a collection. It didn't, it wasn't even like half of what I had, but he said he would gladly trade 20 of my records for one of his. Mm. So he was one of those like deep collectors that just grabbed something. and was like, this is a collector's thing, you know, original masters, stuff like that. 60s, 70s. That's what he liked. But I think that's really interesting when you look at how I collect. And I think it's different too, because I like a lot of things, as you can see. Yeah. I, I can't just pick one genre when they say, well, 
I the number one question I hate is top five favorite bands, oh. top five favorite movies. I'm like of all time. I watch yeah, movies you can, now. No. I listen to music now. Yeah. So it goes on, and you can't just pick a few things. I could tell you from the last two weeks, from the last month, from the last year, mm. but I can't pick a favorite for any of those. Oh man. Yeah, those are loaded questions for me. I always pick. I always have like my my top three of all time artists anyways but like you movies, know me. movies said, and stuff i gotta i gotta think about it all right we'll list yours ready i got beck massive attack portishead that's right off the bat those okay. are the three that stick I'm to a, me i'm gonna say all three of mine and i say it with confidence number one kanye west number two kid cuddy and number three lupe fiasco nice yeah Lupe, when Lupe did that, uh, I fell asleep among the flowers for a couple oh, of hours. Yeah, okay, Jill so that Scott? was that was the Beta Band, yeah. which I have right there, and that's a great song. It's it great is. to be sampled. It's nice that, like the show, that's the whole point, expressing and and, and showing that DJs have a lot more music knowledge than you think. It's not just oons oons oons. We we come from things, and when we hear it, we know it's good. But because we have a great background of listening to things over our lifetime, and that's what inspires us. The beta band, nobody knows about that. I bet but you they don't know, know the sample. Uh huh. They and know I the sample. I can tell you exactly where it came from. <laughs> and so that's the great part, you know. And, and I think that the more that you listen to, the better the DJ you can be. Yeah, and that's I what you said earlier about you know people getting upset of how you were introduced to a particular record. I mean. Look at all the different ways like hip hop by itself just kind of flips one genre. And then, you know, 20 years later, hip hop's being infused with like country and emo. Old Town Road, let's talk about it. Ready? Watch. Oh, man. Old Town Road, that sample is a Nine Inch Nails sample from their Ghosts album. And they sued him for that, too. No, 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 no. Trent approved it. Oh. But was it it was some it was some guy. I don't. I don't want to pretend to know exactly the pinpoint, but he was from somewhere like Africa or somewhere over there. Mm. He made the loop. He sampled the guitar twang, and it was an instrumental album. Nine Inch Nails is good for that. They have so many albums. Halos, if you will. And then he looped that, and it's the first like eight seconds of the song. It's Mm. called Ghosts IV, I think. Then all of a sudden he added a little trap beat over it, you know, and you're talking about country. So we're, we can do that 70, 80 BPM, flip it over to 130, 140. Then sold it to Lil Nas. For like 30 bucks. For nothing. Oh, you didn't do anything for it? Well, 30, I just mean 30 bucks. Like that's nothing. Yeah, right. Then all of a sudden it blows up. I mean, the Super Bowl, they had that commercial with Sam Elliott and he came out and they were doing that whole thing. And and then they did the song with, what was that, Kid Rock? No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but I'm just saying like it blew up way more and $30 was not something that was a reasonable approach at the time. But you didn't know. A lot of people don't know how popular something's going to be, too. Right. And not even that, but uh, like from the producer world, a lot of people don't know the business of it, how you could blow up, how you can protect yourself from, uh, you know, not having that happen. You know, the song you let go for 30 bucks ends up making three million and it stays on the charts. And, you know, they're not even crediting you because the label people came in and whatever, like all that, like that stuff is kind of scary as well. And then getting sued by these bigger people. You can sue me, but you can have my couch and my lamp and, uh, <laughs> I don't know, my $4,000 car if you want. But it's not worth their time. They know that. Some of them do. Uh, I know, it's just like pirating. Well, like it's not worth our you, time you suing hear, you. You hear, like, Yellow Card uh, was suing Juice World 
and then you know he passed away and then they're like yeah let's go through with this lawsuit i think they recently dropped the charges but man people are greedy and that's that's a scary thing for i guess for anyone you make money off of somebody's idea that's the problem that i have is that like books Mm. i feel like a lot of writers read a lot of books yes in order to make a better book you have to have read about of a lot you have to read a lot of books to decide what you like and you take that mm-hmm. just like a producer you listen to a lot of things you have inspirations and then you you make it your own way you tune it in but does it sound like this and like that well you can tell where my inspirations come from just like when you read a book mm-hmm. so i don't i think that's where that creative commons thing comes in it's like yeah i learned i experienced i read you know, I opened my brain up to something else and then I created this. Of course, I was inspired by certain things. You can watch a horror movie. You can listen to a song and you're like, they clearly like this. They clearly read that. You know, that's a that's an interesting concept. You remember that movie uh, Cabin in the Woods? Uh-huh. It's, it's you mean the remake? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The one that recently, I think it was like 2000 something. It, recently, the, meaning the last decade. Right. Yes, but yes. it's like it's like uh, all the horror movies. It's got Evil Dead. It's got. the Yeah. Well, when I was climbing the catamounts today i was like oh these little log cabins look like we could film uh, the living <laughs> dead three or night of the living dead you know but yeah those those ideas those concepts they're not new but they repurposed it to where and it's, it's still familiar yeah, yeah. and that, that's a great but movie. we only know as much as we know and the right. only thing we can grow from are the things that we've heard and been inspired by and then change them a little bit right. there are some times when people just copy things verbatim and that's that's plagiarism yeah but being creative you you can't do something new unless you know about something mm. and then you can kind of tweak and change and reinvent and all these things and that's where it comes in and I, I really appreciate that and there's a lot of you know argument about tracks about stuff sampling oh you sampled my kick yeah but the song is so <laughs> much better than something you've ever made and it's different and it's unique yeah so there's a fine line there so you you're you're open to so many different horizons right photography you know what i feel like you should because you take great pictures i feel like your artwork i feel like that that's something you should sell too and you know when you get to this point like when you see me like how do i make money what can i do i do video things about how to remix certain things you know how can you branch out and that's what you're doing that's Mm -hmm. why i'm saying like tell everybody all the things you know i can do I'm holding my hands out left to right. Like when they say, how much do you love me? And you say this much. That's Mm -hmm. what all the things that she does on the spectrum. And that's really important to do when it comes to making money and making a career out of something. You can't just be like, I only do this because something like a pandemic happens. And then what? Oh, man. Yeah. And who like I was just thinking this time last year, none of us knew. No, like this was not even this is something that happens in our lifetime that I hope only happens once. Hopefully. Right? However, if it happens again, it will not be handled the same way with a five and a half month shutdown. I guarantee that oh, yeah. that's not going to happen. So. As I switch the background music. <laughs> what? Like, when did you decide that you had to change what you were doing to make money? And why did you think that? Um, I, you produced what you were making money, right? So, I I really think it, it was it was everything that kind of happened this year. Um, I'm, you know, I I've, I'm one of those ind- unfortunate individuals where I don't like a set in routine. I don't like a formatted day. Like I, 
I can work. I can work a job, you know. But, you know, doing the same thing day in, day out, having someone tell me, like, hey, do this thing, you know, for someone else. I don't know. I just, after a while, I just, I wasn't feeling that. And the things that I did already, I know I can make money off of it, but I just did it for the love of it. So I wasn't making money off of it. You started branching out a lot. And I remember I was like, well, come here, you know, I don't have much, (laughs) but I'll give you like a third of what I'm making. Just take some pictures, you know always pay people that are good at what they're doing even if they're making you look better so you can make more money give them what you can or tell them that you can't pay them nothing's worse than being like can't pay you today i'm sorry i told you i would you know that feeling you know what and for someone being on the other side of that uh i have some friends who would like invite me to come dj somewhere right and they'll be like you know i can't i can't pay you a lot but i could give you this and like the amount for me doesn't necessarily matter it's the thought that you were like, hey, you know, she's really good at what she and does. Actually, I should pay her. A lot of these people don't make any money. And talking DJs, if they're paying you, they're probably not paying the other eight. Mm-hmm. What does that oh, say? Oh, yeah, yeah, what is yeah. It, you know that thing? Like when I was like, I'm getting paid. Shh. Or you're like, I'm getting paid. <laughs> you're like, here's 20 bucks. Here's 40 bucks. That's what we're getting. You know, that's how it not works. Not a lot, yeah. But it's something and you want to break even. I don't want to pay for gas and all the way and the time and the things that I have to bring. So local DJs, that was another one. I'll mm-hmm. shout out prominent. Yo, yeah. You shout know what? Out. I'll shout out Craftmatic man. Yo, he's been he's fucking busting working. his balls. Yeah, good for him. Though. I don't know if he's getting paid, and I'll just say that on the air. What I am saying is that he has blown up in social media. He's doing things. People are responding. He's got way more social media presence than me. Yeah. And I've been around forever. He is blowing up, and I appreciate it. He has the balls to come out and talk about things that mm-hmm. I don't like to talk about. I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of pressing issues, but he has no problem just blowing up social media, talking about it. Right. You know, there's a lot of people that he's passionate about. It. I think that's why I really respect him. I, I, what I really like about him is that you could tell he's doing it for the community. He's doing yes, it for uh, the Springs. If you know, prominent. If, Prominent, 365 he, beats, remember that? Every yeah, day, he's just new a beat. Tech, he's a technician to me. Like, he's, But that was dope to see him just like watching you do 100 Days of Scratch. I mean, he followed through and he did it every single day. It wasn't always good. Right. He knows that. But he had a few that I was like, dude, Yeah. that's dope. That's really cool. And he, that's what that's about. And he's always, uh, for, for both of us, he's been dropping good knowledge. I remember before we did our thing at Blondie's, he would come through and we would just chat for a little bit and you drop some gems. But he's he's a great guy to talk to, and he just loves music. He's one. Of I those remember when I really knew I loved him was when he played that booty percolate by Will Clark, <laughs> and he would end it, and then he would cut it off, and he goes, "Oh, I just do that. I hype it up, and then I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> it's 150. I'm done. That booty percolate." And he would play that shit, yeah. and I was jumping, and I knew because I would go downstairs every time, and that booty percolate was playing at the same time because you know the roof closes at 120. Mm. Then you got that 30 minutes of breakdown. But when you go downstairs and you had to go out the back, it was always the same song at the end. I'm like, man, you're fucking just like building them up for like another three hours. Right. And you're out. Peace. (laughs) I respected that a lot, you know, and a lot of talks with Felix, if you don't know him. So I think there's a a lot of great DJs. You know, we've met a lot. I mean, Bird. There's a ton of people. Bird. Tony Knight. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of people that have been very passionate about it, and I never thought that they would actually continue with their passion. I thought they would just kind of do it for a little bit and then Mm -hmm. die off. No, these people have stuck with it. Yeah. And that's the thing that I really respect locally. You know, there's a lot of new DJs. You haven't heard of this DJ, this, that. And I'm like, no, I, I haven't. I'm sorry. 
And there's also that little ego stroke. I'm like, well, you haven't heard of me. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's that that was something that I experienced for the first time, like within DJing that I didn't necessarily see with producers like certain DJs had a, a really big ego. Where were we at? We were somewhere in Denver. Didn't someone say like, yo, you haven't heard of this DJ? The church. Yeah, and you were like, I can't hear anything because <laughs> he's redlining. <laughs> uh, I remember getting really upset. You haven't heard about me, this, that. And I'm like, have you heard about me? Does it matter? That's exactly the point. <laughs> you know how you know you meet a newbie that just got some good stuff is because they're like, oh, well, I do this, I do that, I do a lot of things, many different things, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, next week I got that. No, be humble. You know, I don't walk up to people, and that's something that new people have to learn, and that, that's different, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of work. Just because you played one big show, guess what? That means in the next six months, you're going to be doing dick squat. I mean, I, I also feel like social media is definitely to blame for a lot of that. You know, you got a, a good show, and you got other people promoting the show where you don't... I, I definitely feel like DJs feel really good when they don't have to promote their own stuff. And they I love put that, that post. Yeah, I, I just mean, yeah. show up and yeah. get paid. But I'm not Which, famous, but it's nice when you get somebody that knows what they're doing. Right. You just show be up expected, for your one hour. Yeah. Be expected to do a little bit more. I personally don't think a DJ should be the one promoting the show. You I don't know? either, but you do have, what you got to do. Locally, we have followers. Yeah. We have people that respect, you know, the art and the way that it's done. You can't, you can't like be afraid to grind or think you're too good to do that type of grind. nobody's too good for anything right famous or not and, right and the ego thing social media definitely gives this false ego mm-hmm. the it and the ego and you know what get over it you know i saw a post the other day my one of my friends brad brad bankle uh you you've met him before and it, he had like th- it was three people in a picture and each one was pulling their pants out and looking yeah. in their underwear and one guy was like, I, I play vinyl. And then the other one was like, I play this. And the other one was like, I play this. And I was like, yeah, it's a dick measuring contest. Yeah, and it's stupid. I agree. I it's agree. stupid. It is. You either like a DJ or you don't. Just like people. And if you're good at it or you're better or worse, so what? If you're respectful, it goes a long way. And that's something that, you know, it gets convoluted. It gets uh, a little, you know gray area you know, you know where where i think uh colorado springs kind of prevents djs from doing more besides the fact that we don't have any venues anymore oh, yeah, that too but when we did have venues i remember there was like a rule where you couldn't play at a place and then play at another place within a certain amount of time so i definitely think that kind of disconnected a dj from a crowd like you wouldn't know that i play house music if I'm only playing somewhere like once a month. You watch me play Temple and it's like, he doesn't play that. Like I tried to do as much of that top 40, but mm-hmm. at some point at the end of the day, it's like, I don't like this. And I don't, people, people don't realize that either, especially when you're playing That's like me. bigger, yeah, bigger places. There's a format you have to follow. Like, and you, if you don't, you places, don't get it. And everyone wants it. Everyone's right. like, can I play there? How, who do I know? What do I have to do? And I'm like, you have to play shit you don't like. Yeah. It's and, not you, but we're not famous, so we don't get to just go in there and show up and do what we want. So in a local standpoint, it's like, give the people what they want, make your connections. I hate the phrase in air quotes, network. Yeah, I think that's what kind of caused me to like take time off of DJing specifically, because I was playing, I, w- I mean, 
I was getting paid to play, which was awesome, but I had to play everything that was on the radio. And to be honest, up until like last year, I honestly didn't listen to the radio. I just I, came up with the next song for us. Remember, let me see that dick work. TJR knows. <laughs> let me see that net work. Net work. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, you can come up with stuff. You just have to be creative. You have to, have to be driven. Exactly. And- I think that's, that's when people uh, definitely start to rock and fuck with you. When you're able to take a format and make it your own like yeah i can't play the same stuff i play here over at the club but i'm gonna get pretty damn close to it without yeah, breaking the i'm rules. gonna try as much as i can you know i did the same thing yeah you know the edits it was like yeah it's what you want to hear and that's the stuff that i want to hear that's, right. that those were my edits that's how i did it right i don't know I, I appreciate you being on the show it's really nice to talk to a dj that i've known and this isn't biased just to, to mm. talk about the stuff that right. a lot of djs want to hear and listen about right you know nobody's honest about this stuff and they're like oh i'm gonna be patronized i'm gonna get in trouble it's it's like a dick measuring contest sometimes it's like you you don't want to reveal all your cards because you don't want to you don't want someone else to reveal that you don't they're want to doing show better them and then you. they do better than you right. yeah and that was something i realized even when i met you it's like we don't want to be better than each other. We no. want to be around each other. You know, and there's a mm-hmm. difference there. And I know. see I see that a lot more with producers. Like I, I joined a Discord group and I was telling I was telling these guys, I was like, yo man, I'm not not having a good day, not picking up the phone. I, you know, I just lost my job, whatever. And they're like, yo, here's the sample pack that I made and it's got like thousands of sounds in it. They're like, you know, don't you know, don't put it out for yourself but i hope this makes you feel better like they'll just give you stuff and they'll just tell you stuff and their their whole motive or the reasoning behind it is like someone told me or i found out some way somehow and if i tell someone else they can make something better and it just kind of betters the community in general which oh you know that's i don't really see that with djs it's always a competition on who's and it's clicky yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's certainly clicky. So clicky. I They'd got rather hire somebody that was in a friend group that's never done a show. Did I tell to be you like, about you're that? playing. I got, I got in trouble for some stuff like that, playing for one guy and then going, playing the next, and they, they had beef that I didn't know about, <laughs> and they saw it as me taking sides. And I you're was right. like, no, I just want to, I just want to DJ. I'm a member of all cults. <laughs> 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 they all have purple drink, and we all have the finishing point. But uh, I'm in here. I'm just, I'm just here. Yeah, I'm it's, out here. It feels, it feels a lot more. Uh, I wouldn't say cutthroat, but it's definitely more so competition, com- competitive. Uh, depending on who you talk to, like the cats we talk to, you know, they get that it's a community. They get that. Um, hey, if I tell the ones you some that we stuff, like, yes. Yeah, if I tell you like-minded. stuff, I, I only want you to do better. You know, I want you to do better for you. Like, there's no, there is no, you're better than me. Like, that's not in the mindset. But. My last question before we finish out the groove and do the thing. It's been nice. It's had some great jams man, in been, here, man. All vinyl too. It's yeah. dope. If you had to give yourself advice, let's just say ten years ago about what you were doing, how you could make it better. What what would you say? And this just goes for younger people and also for you. What are some things that you would pinpoint about? knowing who you are, what you want to do, how to be motivated, and also the right or wrong crowd that you're going to be involved with, what would you say? Um, so I would definitely say don't shy away from business talk, especially if you don't know it. If you don't know how to get paid, where the money's coming from, find out, you know, because once you find out, you can't ever go back. You could, you could get stuck on stupid, <laughs> but... 
I remember when I met you and you were like, you're getting paid? And I was like, yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm not getting paid much, but here's 60. Yeah. Here's 80. Here's, yeah. you know, come out. Come do it. I, like, don't don't be afraid. Like, don't, don't be afraid to get gypped. Don't be afraid to, you know, don't be too cautious. Don't be cautious that someone's going to steal yourself or someone's going to gyp you because that mindset just kind of prevents you from putting stuff out and creating and that i feel like that's where people get yeah it is because i get it you know i don't want i don't want to put out a really good song that i took the time to make i crafted everything and i put it out i know you're queen of releasing a year later (laughs) you made that a year ago and it's good that's what i'm trying to i'm trying to get through it myself but like if there's something you don't know is something you don't understand I mean, you got the fucking internet now. And, it, you know, use your Discord. You could talk to other people. There's ways to finding it out. It's okay not knowing something, but don't shy away from the business part. Also, and if you don't want to do it for the business, if you don't want to make it make music for money, you just want to keep it as a hobby, that's fine too. Have it as a hobby. There's no, like, right or wrong answer. I, I would just tell myself, know what you want and attack that and just keep attacking it because this isn't like like you said we met like six years ago and I was I was not the greatest DJ but I've gotten a lot better because I was open to getting better I saw that you know my skills weren't where I wanted them to be you know what good was right that's important to know like you should have an inspiration be like that's really awesome how do I do that right and then be aware yeah start there know know where your skill set is like your taste and your skill set especially when you're starting out is not going to be the same you're going to be trash because you haven't done it but once you start doing it like the hundred day thing like holy shit like once once you get it started and you make it a habit it's easier to kind of just keep going like self-motivation now. is the most powerful yes not being inspired yes finding that self-motivation is very important you, you've had that i've seen it i've watched you grow and that's really important to I see i think i think it's a habit um if you if you know how to motivate yourself make it a habit and then you should that be way, habitual d yeah ooh, habitual d <laughs> you could spell like it all D6 weird and put mafia. bitch in there or something <laughs> I, yeah. but yeah i mean that's that's what i would tell myself like don't be afraid to learn the hard stuff, the money stuff. The Don't be afraid to look stupid. Uh, know what you want to do. If it's not for money or if it is for money, doesn't matter. There's not one that's better than the other. But just attack and make it a habit. That's good advice. I appreciate that. We're going to wind down. We're going to play some of our favorite jams. I'm glad to have you on the show. I'm sorry to, to know that you're going to be moving. One of my best, uh, closest Sonic friends. I mean, we got, we got the internet, so it'll be like I never even left. Yeah, I know. We've been corresponding <laughs> as such. But it's nice to have you in the show. I really wanted you to get on there. I'm oh, glad yeah. that we got through the pandemic. I'm going to have to come back on this. This oh, is fun. Just chill, you know? Talking music, talking yeah, shop. Maybe next time we'll I'll look through some more rock stuff and I'll have rock. But I want it, I want it to be like... A little spacey with this one like if you smoke listen to this episode because <laughs> I, I got some good space jams for you well one of us smokes and the other doesn't <laughs> but it's all still good music it's all real good appreciate it thank you for being on the show hey, we're not wrapping you. up yet not but yet. we're almost there and uh episode nine yeah really exciting glad to have you here glad to, to share some knowledge some opinions some music with everybody be posting this up here soon and uh, let's get back into it let's get it adam x october 2020 d6 mafia d6 mafia 2020 <laughs> let's get it in
place to go So when you go into tomorrow And I see that these are lies to come
just sent me some new internet shit that I'm not supposed to play, alright? So I'm gonna play it real low, cause we're...